Hey, ghoul friends. It's me, Adrian or Aiden. Either way, once again, I am still your host and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. Really quick, when I listened to the last episode, I realized that I said the episode of ooky, spooky, scary stories, which is not wrong, but it's not like what I say, I guess. I don't know. I listen to it. And you know, when you have those moments where you hear yourself say something wrong and then you're just like, oh, you moron. But I mean, I'm pretty sure hopefully no one else noticed it and it was just me, but now you'll notice it. <laughs> and either way, and yes, I do listen to the episodes just to make sure that like everything's right, that everything sounds okay. And just to give myself notes, you know, I'm, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm growing. So as always, I'm going to kick things off by asking you to make sure to follow Susto Podcast on Instagram. That is at Susto Podcast. And if this is your first time, welcome. Like I said, podcast of Oogie Spooky Scary Stories. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. And once again, if you have stories that you would like for me to share on the show, you can do so by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And in the review, leave your story. If you don't have Apple Podcasts and you're listening on Stitcher, then you can go ahead and send me an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. So again, make sure to follow Instagram for all the updates and you can send me an email for stories or even if you have ideas, recommendations, all that good stuff. Like I said, still learning, still growing. This is episode six, I think, which, wow, that's really cool. Usually I pick up hobbies and I keep them for like a week or two and then I'm over them. So I'm glad I was able to keep this one going. <laughs> I hope that just goes to show that how much I'm just uh, enjoying this. So without further ado, I guess we'll just jump right into this episode. Make sure you stay tuned afterwards to listen to context about the topic of the story. And I hope you enjoy. At night in South Texas, especially under a big moon, things start moving. Deer begin grazing, coarse-haired feral hogs emerge from the brush to steal corn from game feeders on the big ranchos. Rattlesnakes slide from their lair, the sensors on their arrowhead-shaped heads looking for warm meat. And sometimes, an owl spreads its wide wings and flies from its roost looking for prey. But. Some people along the border believe that owls are more than big-eyed night feeders. According to Mexican folklore, a lechuza is an old witch, or bruja, who can turn herself into a monstrous black bird with the body of an owl and the face of a woman. Lechuza is Spanish for owl. They prey on people who they think have done them wrong or steal children to use in their rituals. Some say the Lechuza has sold her soul to the devil in order to gain her powers. However, there are people who do not respect the capabilities of the Lechuza. People like Ricardo. One summer night, Ricardo and his friends were enjoying a late night barbecue in the alley behind his house. The grill was filled with various meats and veggies, and the beer was ice cold. In the middle of a rowdy conversation, they all heard it. A screech that came from above. To their surprise, flying overhead was a bird. A giant bird. An owl. Having heard the stories, one of Ricardo's friends, Silvia, said, I'm not messing with that. 
and promptly retreated into the house. Ricardo scoffed and proclaimed, I'm not scared of some silly bird. As he turned back up to get another look, he saw that the lechuza was now perched on a nearby light post. The glow on its face was very faint so he couldn't see it well, but he could have sworn the bird had a woman's face. Just as Ricardo squinted and took a step closer, the bird leapt from the post, spread its enormous wings, and took off into the night. Stupid bird, Ricardo whispered to himself. As the night went on, the group of friends kept drinking. Again, they heard that bird in the distance. Ricardo was always skeptic, never heeding the warnings of his elders about the dangers of taunting a lechuza. He began to shout into the darkness. Come out, you dumb bird. We're not scared of you. Show yourself. As he turned back to laugh with his friends, he was soon the only person laughing. He looked at his friends, their eyes wide, slowly backing away, silence surrounding them. Bewildered, he turned around. Slowly walking into the glow of the light post was an old woman, feathers falling around her. She opened her mouth and asked, You called for me? All right, that one was a fun one. And really quick, before I continue on to context and all that good stuff, I just want to credit that I pieced this story together from the website truehorrorstoriesoftexas.com, which I think I've used before. Thanks you all so much. Also, I use the website scaryforkids.com. <laughs> that one, it had a little bit of stuff on there that I was able to use, and it seemed like a really cute website. I might explore that a little bit more later. Also, a variation of this story or like, I guess like the base of this story that I used was from a story that one of my friends, Alejandra, told me. So Alejandra, if you're listening, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this rendition of the story that you told me. And I also want to share with you all, before I dive into some of the context that I brought for you, was an experience that I had with what I believe was an experience with Lechusa. So in the house that I used to live in, my bedroom was at the like front left corner of the house and there was windows on either on like two of the walls because it, it's the corner of the house. Right. So these two big windows, one of the windows faced the backyard, kind of like the, the fence that would like lead off to the backyard. And then the other window was on the other side of that fence. So it faced the front yard. And there was like a I think it was like an aloe vera plant and just some like just some like flower beds around there. And so we used to have these dogs where we didn't like really own these dogs, but there were stray dogs that we would like feed and they would hang out in our yard. So they were just like always there. I stayed up late and I was just watching TV in my room and all of a sudden I heard one of the dogs like barking outside in front. And I mean, it's kind of a small town and people would walk around at like all hours of the night, which always kind of freaked me out because it's like you never know what people are up to. But anyway, I was like, okay, maybe it's just someone passing by. And then it sounded like the dog was like growling and barking like near the window, which to me, I was like, OK, that's weird because I could understand them barking like in the driveway near the street where the fence is, like if someone's passing by. But why would they be standing outside of my window doing that? So I was like a little creeped out, but I kind of let it go. And then I heard the dog whimper and like run away. 
And that's when I was like, oh gosh, I was like, what is out there? And I thought maybe like, okay, maybe it's a takwache or like another animal that it was fighting with. So I was like, let me just check. And so I was going to pull the blinds down and literally like my bed was in the corner of the room where those two windows like almost met. And so I was laying down facing the TV and the window facing the front yard was like behind me. So I rolled over so that I could pull the blinds down and literally like right where my fingertip touched the blind. I just heard a and I just got ugly chills. The part that freaked me out the most and I think would have freaked anybody out is that it sounded like a person making that noise. You know, it wasn't even like like a a hoo-hoo, like an animal. It was like, it sounded like a person's voice imitating an owl. And I literally just like froze and was just like staring at the blinds. Thank God they were closed because if they were open and I was able to see what is out there, I I don't know what I would have done. But I literally just froze and it did that like two or three more times. And I was just completely frozen. Like all my hair was standing on end on my body. And I was just like, I did not know what to do. And so finally like quieted down. And the TV was still on, mind you. So this thing was like loud. And so I just I literally just like rolled back over and I left the TV on and I covered myself. And I was just like, I am not going to like I'm not going to explore this anymore. I'm just going to hope it doesn't happen again. And somehow I was able to fall asleep. I know I stayed up for a while after that and I eventually was able to fall asleep. And I remember telling my mom the next day and I was like super freaked out. And she was like, oh, it, it was Latrusa. Like it was no big deal to her. And I explained to her, I was like, no, but it sounded like a person. And she was like, yeah, it was probably a Latrusa. So I still don't know how the hell she was so calm about it. But literally, like I wanted to like just disappear in that moment. So anyway, so a website that I found when I was doing some like looking for some research, some historical context for this was this uh, on this website called Thought Catalog. And it's a another listicle. I love my lists. And it's called uh, 17 Creepy Facts About the Lechusa on ThoughtCatalog.com. So some of these delve into a little bit of history, but I'll, I'll look into that more for you in a bit. So I'm just going to go down the list. So the first one says Lechuzas are shape-shifting witches, according to stories told by Mexican and Tejano people. The second one says a Lechuza appears to be a large bird with a woman's face and hair. I will be posting a picture on the Instagram so you all can see what I'm talking about. In folklore, Lechuza begins as a normal human woman who sells her soul to the devil in order to be given mystical powers and becomes a bruja. So I guess in order to gain those powers of like transformation, you have to sell your soul to the devil before you can become like a like a full Lechuza. Afterwards, they continue to look like normal women during the day, but at night they become Lechuzas with owl-like bodies and human heads, as we've heard before. So I'm guessing this is like a Princess Fiona Shrek situation where they transform at night. Um, it doesn't specify if it's like against their will, if it's just something that like happens or if it's something that they can choose to do. So I wonder about that. At night, Latrusas fly through the air or perch somewhere hidden and look for prey. They may make the noise of a human whistle, which when I read this, I freaked out and I thought about my story and it still gives me chills to think about it. Um, or they also make a the noise of a crying infant in order to attract attention. If you hear the sound of Lechusa, you are not only in danger of becoming their meal, it is believed to be an omen that someone in your family will die. Which this reminds me, if you listen to episode one of Sustom, where we talk about the Yorona, people say that hearing the Yorona cry is an omen of death. So this is kind of similar to that. Lechusa can carry a full-grown man in their talons, 
They're supposed to be huge birds. If they are especially hungry, a lechuza will swoop down and try to run a car off the road to get the people inside. This reminds me of a story that I will probably tell in the future, so keep that in mind. Lechuza have the power to control the weather and can make it storm. They also have the power to make your vehicle's battery die. Again, this is like that story I just thought of, like I just mentioned. Keep that in mind for a future episode. Lechuza cannot be harmed by guns or most other weapons. The only thing that drives the Lechusa away is salt. You can also try screaming or cussing at it, which I've heard variations of the story where before the Lechusa like turns into, before the witch turns into a Lechusa, into an owl, she'll come to your doorstep and she'll ask to come inside. And this is a story that I heard like literally on the rancho in La Villa when I would go to my cousin's house or like all my cousins and some of my tios and tios lived in the same area. And one of my tios told me the story that this woman came to his house and asked him if she could go inside. And he said that he offered her chile. He offered her little, how do you say chile in English? Like peppers, like those, those small ones. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those tiny, like green and red ones that he offered her some of that before she went in and that she just like, she backed away and left. And that apparently like that they don't like chiles is a version of getting rid of them that I've heard. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look more into that too. And yeah, that is th- this website. If you want to visit it, this page goes on to tell a few short stories about encounters with a lechusa. Okay, so I found this one website that has a pretty decent chunk of information. This is the only website that I was able to find that had like extended historical or yeah i guess like historical or like like the origins of the story of the lechusa this website is demonhunterscompendium.blogspot.com so you can check that out if you want to this post was actually made in 2012 and it says in the folklore of mexico and texas tales are told of a strange shape-shifting witch known as la lechusa in spanish the word lechusa simply means owl to those who believe the story, she is known as the witch owl or the witch bird. According to legend, La Lechusa was once a curandera, which as we discussed in the episode with Joe, I'm not sure if that was included in the episode, but either way, a curandera is basically like a like a witch doctor, or like a faith healer. So someone who practices quote unquote white magic. Um, so La Lechusa was once a curandera who, after being exposed as a witch or a bruja, was killed by the angry and frightened townspeople. Folklore says that she returned from beyond the grave as a ghost to seek revenge upon those who murdered her in the form of human-sized bird with a woman's face. Sometimes she is the ghost of a woman who was widowed by a man who remarried or was the devoted wife of an unfaithful husband. And at least that's what the story says. This goes on to say that the legend of La Lechusa is very popular in Mexico and Texas. She can appear at any time and seems to be particularly widespread in Savala County. She particularly enjoys attacking people who have had one too many beers. Many people believe in her existence while others claim to have actually seen this creature. The legend seems to vary quite a bit. In some, she is a vengeful spirit. In others, she is a woman that has sold her soul to the devil in order to gain supernatural powers. Every night, she is said to transform into a five-foot to six-foot tall bird, most commonly an owl, with the face of a beautiful or wizened old woman and enormous wings. This resembles the harpy of Greek mythology in many ways, which I thought was really, really cool. Again, we're seeing these ties to like mythology and specifically Greek mythology, but she also bears traits of the siren and the banshee, I guess because of the screaming. And like those two entities, La Lechusa uses sound, there we go, that bears a supernatural compulsion to lure her prey to her. It is said that when Lechusa locates her prey, she perches herself in a hidden area and will then commence making strange whistling sounds or an eerie sound resembling the crying of a newborn baby. And anyone 
anyone who attempts to locate the source of the sound risks their lives, for they may become the witch bird's next meal. Once she has them in her sights, she swoops down on the confused and frightened individual and carries them off to her lair, where she may devour them at her leisure. In the manner of the banshee of Irish and Scottish legend, to hear the cry of the witch bird is an omen that someone in the household of the one who heard the cry will die. In this day and age, most encounters with La Lechusa occur when she swoops down on cars that are driving on a deserted road late at night. Again, it kind of reminds me of that story that I keep bringing up. Usually nobody is hurt in these encounters, but all who report such sightings mention one thing, the encounter terrified them. So this piece, there's a little bit more, but before I go on, this kind of like, I guess, clarifies something for me or like made me think of something that I hadn't heard of before is that this story is making it seem like there's just one, like, you know how like La Llorona is just like the one spirit, like La Llorona. I always thought that Lechuzas were just like witches, you know what I mean? That there were witches that could transform. But this is making it seem like the Lechuza is just like, she's the Lechuza. She's the only one, which is interesting because Again, I'm sure many of you have heard the stories too and have heard them described as like there being multiple, but uh, this is is describing as, again, she's just one person. So to continue, having made a pact with Satan as a witch, La Lechusa possesses supernatural powers that are granted by her magic and her shape-shifting abilities. La Lechusa possesses a nearly supernatural degree of strength as she can pick up children and possibly adults with her talons and carry them off. This makes her more powerful than any known bird. One of the distinguished powers of the witch owl is her ability to summon storms and quite possibly to direct and control them. In the olden days, sightings of La Lechusa almost always coincided with the appearance of thunderstorms. One of the more obvious abilities of La Lechusa is her power of shape-shifting. She is able to become a man-sized bird creature by night. However, it is unknown if she is able to take the form of other birds or if she is only limited to becoming an owl, although some legends do tell of her becoming an eagle. Furthermore, as mentioned previously, she can disguise her voice to make it sound like a crying infant in order to draw human prey closer. It is said that La Lechusa is immortal and that mere bullets and forged steel cannot harm her. Honestly, go off, girl. Like, I'm kind of rooting for her at this point. Other legends of the witch bird beg to differ. According to these tidbits of folklore, La Lechusa can be killed or warded off. Like most creatures that serve the darkness, the Lechusa hates salt, which is renowned for its purity. An unbroken line or circle of salt should ward her off. Either table salt or sea salt will work, but it must be free of any impurities like iodide. So... I guess maybe not like grocery store salt or I'm sure you could find iodide free salt. Anyway, saying the Hail Mary backwards in Spanish. I don't even think I could say the Hail Mary any more regular in English, but saying it backwards in Spanish apparently will cause her to flee. Cussing at the creature in Spanish will also drive the witch bird away, which that, okay, that is, so imagine like saying the Hail Mary and then immediately cussing, like, I don't know, I guess like the irony of that to me is just kind of funny. Anyway, some of the older tales suggest that a Mexican shaman can walk out to where the Lechusa is supposed to be and after he recites a specific prayer, the creature will drop dead out of the tree. Okay, I'm really rooting for her at this point because now some man is going to come and like say some spell and then she's dead no thank you you go girl i'm 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 hashtag i'm with her it continues it is recommended that one fall back on four basic remedies if la lechusa comes for them those four remedies are prayer tying seven knots into a piece of string or a rope hiring a good witch again a curandera which is which is ironically what la lechusa started off as apparently and finally blasting the creature with a shotgun while she has taken the form of a 
bird. Some legends say that the gun must be loaded with bullets that have a cross engraved into the bullet's head, which can be done by cutting into the soft lead with a knife to make the cross shape. Folklore varies widely, so knowing all of this may prove to be invaluable when hunting this creature. Ironically, it is said by some that not all lechuzas are evil or even bad, which again, I've heard this too. I heard that there's like a difference in color that like there's like there's white lechuzas and then there's like brown or like black lechuzas and that one of them's supposed to be good, one of them's supposed to be evil, but I don't know. Again, this continues. Some only go after those who have done harm to others, but as the people of the border say, las lechuzas por regular no son peligrosas. What does that mean? Apparently it means that la lechuza is not dangerous normally. So this is a really, really cool blog post that had some a lot more information than, than I was able to find in like other places. I'm going to read the acknowledgments on this blog post too, because they did a good job of putting this all together. And the acknowledgments, they say that they would like to thank their good friend, Jaime Gallinar, aka Cryptid Hunter, for introducing them to this strange creature the other day. Apparently, Jaime provided resources information for this blogger when they needed it. They said, thanks, Jaime. I owe you one, man. So Jaime, if you're listening, first of all, thanks and share this podcast, but also <laughs> your friend gave you a cool shout out on this blog post. I don't see a name on here, but again, the blog is called The Demon Hunter's Compendium. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you come back for the next episode. If this is your first time listening, please go back and listen to the first couple of episodes. And as always, make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram. It's at Susto Podcast for all updates on the show, for images that relate to the topic of the show. And if you have a story that you want me to share on the show, you can do so once again by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and writing your story in the review. Or if you want, you can just leave a five-star review because you think the show is great and I would really, really like that. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, then you can just send me an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. I really look forward to hearing from you all. Again, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.